0: Oh, hello, everybody. How are you doing? Good. Oh, it's open. Well, I'm Mary Baker. In case anybody didn't know, I'm Jim Baker's wife. And we lead this band of crazy Christians in this sanctuary. And we love you. So, um, yeah, so we don't normally just bombard you with prophetic words. But wasn't that fun this morning? Yeah, it's because I'm speaking. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, when I'm speaking, I need other people to use up my time. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Okay, so um, welcome today. Super glad to be here with you. Jim is not speaking. If you haven't figured that out yet, it's me. So you're welcome. Yes, this is my one time of year that I speak. And you are here for it. Thank you. All right. So this morning, something's wrong up here. There you go. We don't want any accidents. All right. So this morning, um, we're going to talk. I'm going to tie my message into two of our five key areas, naturally, supernatural, and best friends with Jesus. These are the two that we've been highlighting for the last quarter. Most of you should know that. We've got five key groups going on around those two key areas of growth, being best friends with Jesus and naturally supernatural. Who's in one of those five key groups? Raise your hand. Good job. Good job. All right. (laughs) Thank you, Trina. Thank you Trina. And um, so today I just want to give you a couple of practical things so you can keep growing in these specific two areas. So even when we move on to focusing on um, another couple of key areas, you're still going to be able to do this because just because we're focusing on one key area instead of another doesn't mean you stop growing in the other key areas, right? Yes. All right, so in the terms of the blood covenant, um, Jim's been talking to us about receiving, receiving the covenant, receiving everything that Jesus paid for. Today, I'm actually going to talk about the other end of that and just give us a couple things to do. And I don't mean out of like a works mentality, right? It's it's more of out of a... I want to I grow in my relationship with Jesus mentality, right? So how many, know you, how many of you guys know there's a difference between works of trying to please God and get something from God versus um, just wisdom to take action and, and grow, right? Because he's, he's already pleased with us. I just want to make that clear. Okay, we, we still are receiving in the blood covenant. Jim will be back next week with that. But, but we're just going to insert a little to-do, practical to-do things. All right, so we're going to hit three practical things to do to, to keep transforming in those two areas, and then I'm going to give you a couple of warning um, words to watch out for just so we don't get tripped up and stop growing, okay? All right, cool. So the first one, number one, you're going to develop a secret place. Oh, wait, did everybody get a note card? Raise your hand if you did not get a note card, and the ushers will bring you. Okay, there's quite a few. So ushers, would you just keep your hand up till somebody gets to you? Listen with your hands up. And if you are online, grab a piece of paper, and you're going to need it in a little bit. Okay. So first thing you're going to do is develop a secret place. We get the secret place term from the Bible in Matthew 6, verse 6. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So we don't go to the secret place necessarily to get a reward or get something from God. That's just a byproduct of spending time with Jesus because he loves you. And so Jesus, he also detached himself for times of meeting with the Father. We see this in Luke chapter 5 verse 16. But Jesus often slipped away from them and went into the wilderness to pray. So this set-aside moment is is a a moment where you're intentionally getting away, away from people, you are alone with Jesus to have a meeting with the Lord where nobody else is present. And in this place, you're gonna experience his love, you're gonna know his heart, you're gonna um, start knowing his character, you're gonna have revelation of Jesus. All kinds of things. Whatever he wants to tell you in the secret place, that's what he's going to do. And I know I'm talking to a crowd who probably already knows this, but just in case you've been slipping back, I'm going to put it back on your radar because it's super important. This is also a place of beholding him. So the definition or the dictionary meaning of behold is see or observe a thing or person, especially a remarkable or impressive one. God's pretty impressive. So we behold him. And when we behold him, we are actually transformed into his image. Look at 2 Corinthians 3.18. I'm throwing a lot of scripture at you today. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So every time we behold the Lord, there's like a new layer of knowledge, of revelation, of wisdom that comes. And, and then we take on the likeness of the Lord. So every time we behold, we take on these new things about Jesus. And um, it's like something awakens from the inside of us. It's, it's the Holy Spirit awakening. He's awake. We just need to awake to let him out. But um, beholding transforms us. We get that. So when we spend time in a secret place, we become like him. We know his thoughts. We know his character. Much like you would know your best friend's thoughts, your best friend's character. You know how your best friend thinks, what your best friend's going to say. Sometimes you finish the sentence of your best friend. And sometimes even in weird cases, you start to look like your best friend. Right? I mean, you've seen some of these teenage girls. They start to look like one another. You know I'm right. And in other extreme cases, I've even heard that pet owners start to look like their dogs. Is there anybody here that looks like your pet? Do not raise your hand right now. (laughs) So we want to be like Jesus. We do this by spending time in that secret place with him. And so your homework for the secret place is you're going to discover when during the days this week you can set aside time for the secret place with Jesus. Okay? All right. Good job. All right. Number two... So the first one was you're going to develop a secret place. The second thing you're going to do is you're going to meditate on Scripture. Okay, John 6, 63. The Lord Jesus said, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words which I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. Since, since the Lord's words are spirit and life, that means they feed us. They're going to feed us. So one thing that we can do practically to meditate on scripture, is ask the Lord, what scripture do you want me to meditate on this week or this month? However he wants you to meditate on it. And when he gives you a verse, it's going to be a verse that he wants to draw something out specifically for you. It's going to be a verse that he wants to give you revelation on. It's going to be a verse that he wants to show himself to you through and so we're going to actually do that right now as you know when I speak I always have lots of activation things to do because I get bored hearing myself speak and so you guys all have your note card so on the front of your note card at the very very top of the note card the blank note card you are going to write a scripture reference that we're going to ask the Lord for right now everybody is unique everybody is growing at all different rates Jesus is speaking to each one of you uniquely so he's going to give you your own verse to meditate on I'm not going to give that to you and so I want you to close your eyes right now and just ask Jesus Lord we just ask you right now for a scripture reference that you want us to meditate on this week or this month And don't overthink it. Holy Spirit's leading you and guiding you in this. So, the first thing that comes into your mind, I want you to write that down at the very top of your note card. The scripture reference that comes to mind right now by the Holy Spirit. Just the reference. Okay, so when you get home, I want you to look up the verse in whatever translation you love, and I want you to write the verse on this note card underneath the scripture reference, okay? Okay? <laughs> I love you guys. So scripture, scripture helps us grow in being best friends with Jesus and also naturally supernatural. The more we get scripture, his word in us, it does bring us life. It brings us power. And it, it puts the uh, Holy Spirit out there first. So um, so once you get the scripture to meditate on, and I have a slide. Oh, you already got that up there. So a couple of things that, that you can do to get it in your spirit is... The first thing is write down the verse on a note card, which you're doing, yay. You've, you can already check that one off. It's exciting. The second thing, carry it with you and rehearse it during the day with the Holy Spirit. It's something that you can stick in your wallet, you can stick in your purse, on your coffee breaks, so you can just whip it out and read it and meditate on it with the Holy Spirit. Another thing you can do with your verse is declare it. Declare the verse in agreement with the Holy Spirit start using the verse as a weapon you know the last thing you could do I mean not the last but the last thing on my list is (laughs) ask Holy Spirit what he wants to tell you concerning this verse so every time you read the verse ask the Holy Spirit what do you want to reveal to me when I read this verse what new thing do you want to show me okay the Bible is brain food It transforms our thought patterns, and we need it to, right? Romans 12, verse 2, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern that uh, what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. So if your thoughts are all over the place, and you've been kind of struggling with worry, you've been going through all these what-if Uh, scenarios, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if this doesn't happen? What if it does happen? And your thoughts are kind of based out of like a worry-fear mode, then that's the world's way of thinking, and that means it's time to renew our minds. And, you know, I'm not this message is not to condemn anybody because I know as soon as we news hits our ears and our eye gates we're like all of a sudden we're like <gasps> and then we think upon Jesus and we're like oh he's got it and so this isn't to condemn anybody <clears throat> but um, but anyway so so if you start to to have that worry thing and you're going through all these, all these scenarios that actually haven't even happened and probably aren't going to happen so you're just wasting your thought your brain power on it it's time to start thinking upon what is good it's time to start thinking about the lord meditating on scripture so it can transform and renew your mind and i just want to say to anybody who's kind of struggling with that right now this is what this is what you need to know is he has not left you he hasn't left you He simply is waiting for you to take your hands off the wheel, the steering wheel, so he can put his hands back on and he can win the race for you, okay? So he has not left you. Just let go. Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think about such things. So, so if we're thinking about anything other than this type of thing, we probably need to renew our mind. You've probably heard Jim say, not in these particular words before, but how he talks about um, how worry is like praise to the devil. And so we don't, we don't want to waste... We don't want to waste our praise like that, like, I don't even know how to say it, but you know what I'm saying. This is the other thing I want to say is whatever you focus on actually increases. Just think about that for a minute. What you focus on increases. So if you focus on scripture, guess what's going to increase inside of you? If you focus on a bad situation and the what-ifs and the worry and the fear, guess what's going to grow? You guys remember when Steve Backlund was here? He said said something that was so good, it was so true, that transformation happens through two things. Transformation happens through renewing of your mind and beholding him. And so if you're kind of stunted in the transformation department, all you have to do is go back to beholding and go back to renewing your mind, which comes out of the secret place, right, and meditating on scripture. All right. So those are the first two, developing a secret place, meditate on scripture, renew your mind. Number three is practice what you've learned. You don't hear this much, do you? (laughs) Practice what you've learned. James chapter 2 verse 26, for as the body apart from the spirit is dead, also faith apart from works is dead. John 14 12, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do. And so carry on the works that Jesus did. Once you've spent time in the secret place knowing his character, you've meditated on scripture, you know who he is, what he wants to say, what he's going to say, what he wants to do, what his will is, now guess what? Now we, we get to pass that along to other people, right? And um, the Bible summarizes Jesus' ministry as preaching, teaching, healing, seeking, and saving the lost, and kicking the devil's butt, <laughs> Right? destroying the works of the devil are we doing these things are we doing these things consistently I should say I think that you guys are all doing these things I just think we could probably get a little bit more consistent at it at it but it's not enough just to know how awesome Jesus is or how awesome he was or how awesome he's going to be it's not enough just to know the things as, as uh, 1 Corinthians 4.20 says, For the kingdom of God is not in words but in power. And so power only works when you turn it on. Right? So I was thinking about this, and I don't know. I feel like Jim could probably come up with a better illustration, but this is what I got. This is what I was thinking. This is out of the merry brain. I was thinking about in my house how many wires there are. Like, how much power is, like, surging through my house? And my house is just sitting there waiting for somebody to come in and flip the switch and turn on the lights. It's dark, right, until somebody comes in and flips it on. And so um, I was also thinking about, like, how sometimes, like, we talk about power so much right? I could talk about all the power in my house to you and how great it is and how amazing it is. And man, it's like, it's like the most high voltage you could ever have. It is fire power in my house. But if I don't use it, the price that I paid for it is wasted. So I don't know about you, but I want to activate all the power that's inside me that Jesus paid such a high price for. I want to turn that on, right? And so so when when you have an opportunity, when you're out and about, and you're in the grocery store, you're at work, or wherever you are, there's people around you. What if we just opened our eyes and paid attention a little bit more to see who's in need, to see, Okay, I see that even if it's like somebody just needs help with groceries to their car you know the right thing to do if we see that we start opening our eyes and think oh and I'm not talking about the bracelet here but what would Jesus do if he were here The great thing is, is that Jesus is here because he lives in you. (laughs) And so whatever you think Jesus would do, you get to do that. And so what if we just paid attention a little bit more so we could do those things that Jesus did? And really a lot of it, you guys, is just paying attention and giving of ourselves. But have the confidence that your power bill has already been paid and it won't fail you when you step out. You just have to activate it by stepping out in faith reaching out that hand, taking that step to bless others around you. It is our mission to represent Jesus fully, not just partly. Um, Let's see what else. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Moving on. So those are the three practical ways, right? Develop secret place, meditate on scripture, practice what you've learned from those first two things. You guys got it? These are simple things anybody can do, but guess who's called to do them? <laughs> thank you, Sean. I see that hand. <laughs> Sean's back there. I, thank you, Sean. You are participating today. <laughs> All right, so now I want to just take you through a couple of warnings that um, I feel like if we don't heed, then we can get derailed from transformation, Okay. I know, like, all the grace people are like, ah, warning, are you, like, giving me something, like, bad news? No, it's not bad news, because anything that, you know, is gets off track, you can always come back on track by beholding him and renewing your mind, okay? So just just keep that in front of you, all right? We call, uh, Jim calls him grace and justice (laughs) together we work great separately not so great (laughs) we need both grace and justice but um so warning number one I'm calling little foxes And we're going to read out of Song of Songs, chapter 2, verse 15. This is in the Passion Translation. If you've never read Song of Songs in the Passion Translation, I really encourage you to do it. It was the first time I actually understood the book. (laughs) So this is the bridegroom talking to the bride. You must catch the troubling foxes, those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship. For they raid our budding vineyard of love to ruin what I've planted within you. Will you catch them and remove them for me?" So the foxes are little. It's the little things that are overlooked that often spoil the things of value. Many times the little foxes are allowed to enter through the door of compromise. Proverbs 4, verse 25 and 6, 25-26, "'Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths of your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. In other words, give thought to the decisions that you're making so your feet don't end up on a slippery slope and you fall. Bill Johnson, you've probably heard this, um, Bill Johnson says compromise is the welcome mat for deception. So give thought to what you're allowing and not allowing in your life. Compromise can start with anything, right? Usually it's the little things that we think aren't going to do any harm. But if you keep letting those little things in, it actually eats up all of your vineyard of love, right? So um, some some examples of where compromise might start, and I hope this doesn't hit too close to home, but I kind of hope it does too because I, I want you guys to take this seriously, these warnings, but compromise, it might start with a coworker or a friend, and maybe it's something like gossip that you fell into. That's probably what you consider a little fox, but maybe it's gossip you fell into and you didn't stop it, you just went along with it. Maybe it's hanging out with somebody who's not your spouse, and, the, and they're flirting with you, and it makes you feel good, and you like being around them. But see that little fox, that little compromise because you cross the boundary of like, you know what, maybe I shouldn't be with a man alone in a room. Maybe I shouldn't be with a woman alone in, the, in a room. There's boundaries that we can put up. Um, it could be a number of things and they all start out really innocently, right? You guys are so quiet. But you still have the choice and the matter whether or not you're gonna create boundaries in your life that set you up for success or set you up for failure. When we allow compromise, it brings mixture into the relationship with God. Holiness and sin do not mix. It only leads you to failure every single time. Now, I won't go into Jim's illustration of the lab story having to do with urine, Mountain Dew, and a test tube, but did anybody hear that story? Does anybody want to hear that story? <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Do you want Jim to come up tell the story real quick? I think he needs some encouragement.
1: Wow. The year was 1988. I was a junior in high school, anatomy and physiology class with Mr. Zach. We had to do presentations. And there's a pastor's kid in the class named Caleb who was absolutely hilarious. And so for his presentation, he comes up and he's got six test tubes and a test tube holder. And they all had different variations of different colors of uh, yellow liquid in them. And uh, he announces that he has developed a way to test the uh, vitamin deficiencies of d- different people by tasting their urine. And so he gets up there, he grabs the yellowest one, and before Mr. Zach can say "Don't do it," he takes a swig and announces that this person is uh, short in vitamin B12 and had been drinking a bunch of asparagus or eating a bunch of asparagus. <laughs> and so, uh, so we're all horrified, Mr. Zach, like, "You can't do this." And it turns out he was just pulling a giant prank. It was uh, those different levels of Mountain Dew inside water inside the test tube. So.
0: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So the pure and the impure do not mix, right? Nobody wants to drink it once it's been tainted. It's, it's not water anymore, or it's not Mountain Dew anymore if there's something else mixed in there. But uh, in the book of Daniel, Daniel interpreted a couple of King Nebuchadnezzar's dreams. If you've read Daniel, you kind of know that. But I want to read the last part of an interpretation that Daniel was giving King Nebuchadnezzar. And the dream was about a statue, and the statue had different kinds of metal all throughout. And so this is the last part of uh, Daniel's interpretation, just to catch up to speed. So this is Daniel chapter 2, verse 42, 43, and this is in the Amplified Classic, so there's going to be a lot more words than you're used to reading (laughs) And as the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of baked clay of the potter, so the king shall be partly strong and partly brittle and broken. And as you saw the iron mixed with miry and earth and clay, so they shall mingle themselves in the seed of men and marriage bonds. But they will not hold together, for two such elements or ideologies can never harmonize, even as iron does not mingle itself with clay." So the part that I want to bring out here is the partly strong and partly brittle and broken. Um, the mixture of the, these two elements cannot mix together and be 100% strong. There's going to be parts that remain, and there's going to be parts that break off and be damaged. This is what mixture does, okay? It damages us. There might be a strong part in you, but there's going to be some damaged damaged goods going on there if we keep allowing mixture to come in i believe that some of the big names that we have been hearing uh big names in ministry have fallen and one big one recently and a lot of it has been from sexual sin and um but we've also heard of many marriages breaking apart um, in the church and church leaders and it's because they've allowed mixture to come in, guys. And the little foxes, they don't only steal your tender relationship with the Lord, but also the fruit of your witness and your ministry. I could go on, but I'm not. The, comp- the compromise door opens when uh, we're pleasing ourselves. We have like a selfish, selfish motive. We make selfish moves. It comes in uh, when we try to take what looks like the easy way out. And it comes in when we allow outside things to become more important than the Lord. Those things are all compromise. Psalm 37, 4, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. So God, God's the one who gives you those desires of your heart. He's the one who who brings you the greatest pleasure. And so anytime we start like getting in this selfish mode of pleasing self and 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 not realizing that when we actually please God and delight in him, it's like the it's like a delight circle. I delight in him and he delights in me, and I delight in him and he delights in me. And, and the pleasure that comes back to you, the pleasure that you give, the pleasure that comes back to you, you'll find it in the secret place. <laughs> so get there. James four seventeen. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Has anybody read that verse? God gives you grace, but you still have the brain to say no to anything that drives you apart or spoils that relationship, that freshness, that intimacy with the Lord, let alone pull you into sin. So if you're sinning, or if you're sinning a little, it's time to get back to beholding and renewing your mind. I want to read this uh, Song of Songs again, 2.15, and then we're going to go into a little activation. You must catch the troubling foxes those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship for they raid our budding vineyard of love to ruin what i've planted within you will you catch them and remove them for me i think so many times we think that god is should be the one catching the little foxes i kind of always thought that well god god will catch them He's literally saying, will you catch them and remove them for me? He's asking you today, will you catch those little foxes and get them out of your life once and for all, so that way everything that I've planted is not ruined within you? So we're going to ask the Lord (laughs) right now to catch and remove them. And then we're just going to spend some time, just a couple minutes, just kind of recommitting to the Lord so I want you to close your eyes we're just going to pray this is between you and the Lord so Holy Spirit we love you and we thank you for ears open and eyes open in the spirit Lord we just ask you right now would you show me any troubling foxes hindering my relationship with you or ruining what you have planted in me Show me any little foxes that I've let in. Is there anything stealing from this vineyard? Any doors I need to shut, any weeds I need to pull? Anything I'm compromising on? Those little foxes. Now I want you just to take a minute, just repent to the Lord for allowing those things to come in. Commit to the Lord in your heart to cut off those little foxes. Yeah, Lord, we just commit to you. We're getting rid of those little foxes. They're not allowed in the vineyard anymore. We caught them, Lord, and we remove them today, never to return. In the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, on to warning number two. I'm calling stale bread. Okay, this is the vision of the bread girl. I'm just going to read it to you. I woke up one morning with a vision of a person carrying a giant piece of stale crust under her arm. The Lord began to speak to me about the importance of the fresh bread, fresh food, and revelation from him. The girl carrying the stale leftover crust was not as effective in her ministry, by the way, your whole lives are ministry, as before, because she was ministering from an old, stale place that was not fresh anymore. I said to the Lord, I'm the girl, aren't I, Lord? Yes, the Lord said, it's time for fresh bread, fresh food, fresh revelation knowledge. Do not stop at what you have already eaten and learned, as there is so much more. The girl based her existence around that one piece of bread or knowledge, but she is acting like a pauper who has no more fresh bread. It's time for you to eat of me, fresh and new. Come to the table. Eat. I'm sorry, Lord, I said. I want to eat fresh bread. Forgive me for making excuses. The Lord said, take a bite from my side. And I saw Jesus in mid-air, and I bit off a piece of his side. Chew, 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 he said. As I chewed, the food turned into something sparkly and minty and airy in my mouth. Now blow, he said, and I blew. This is how you release the supernatural into the natural, he said. And he began to show me there is something tied to breath, releasing by faith Holy Spirit from our body to the earthly realm. When we speak, we release God's lyrics, his will to a destination from us to them, from heaven to earth, from the unseen realm to the seen realm. There's something so profound about breath. Genesis Chapter 2, verse 7 says, God formed man from dust and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. When a baby leaves its mother's womb, it takes the first breath in the new world. When we are reborn into Christ's kingdom, we become alive in and from a new realm. When Jesus died, his breath was gone, but then he was resurrected, and the breath of life made him live again. Being a son or daughter of God means we are to live again, but it's through the power of his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the breath of God. He is the agent of the breath of life. So we're going to take just a few minutes and we're going to do an exchange of the stale bread for the fresh revelation bread of Jesus. Before we go into this exchange, though, I just want to remind you that you will never live today again. This day, once it's gone, it's gone. So I want you to live it to the fullness in this moment. Make your choices, your actions, your words be the ones that you want to say in this moment with no regrets and no holding back. Let's not be a church who just comes and reads lyrics on a screen and isn't connecting the lyrics, from heaven to earth. Let's be a church that means what we say, that we do what Jesus says. Let's be a church that isn't just going through the motions, but let's be a church that's armed, armed with his goodness, armed with his glory, armed with his love, unarmed with his power. We already are armed. It's making the decision To walk that out, not just with our heads, but with the power of Jesus. So I want you to repeat after me. Close your eyes. We're just going to pray. I'm I'm just going to have you repeat. So Lord, this morning I'd like to give you any stale bread that I have been carrying around. I'm ready to exchange it. For the fresh bread of Jesus. Just in your mind's eye or however the Holy Spirit's leading you, I just want you to give Jesus your stale bread. You may have a picture in your mind's eye doing this. Just let the Holy Spirit lead you in this. But give Jesus hand over any stale bread that you have been carrying around. Oh, Jesus, we just take a bite of you, the revelation bread of life, and we chew. So I just want you to take a bite of what Jesus is offering you right now. Whatever picture he's giving you, whatever thought he's giving you right now, Jesus is offering you the bread of life right now, that fresh bread. So just take a bite of what he's offering you and then chew, chew, chew. On the back of your note card, your scripture note card, I want you just to write down anything that he's telling you or showing you as you chew. whatever's happening, whatever he's showing you, whatever revelation he's giving you as you eat of Jesus right now. So write that down. to give you about another 30 seconds Now with your eyes closed I want you just to breathe out the fresh power of the Holy Spirit. When you breathe out your revelation of Jesus Christ, whether through song or word or breath, his power is being released onto the scene based on the revelation and understanding Holy Spirit revealed to you. So just take another breath in and breath out. That's his Holy Spirit, supernatural power. Thank you, Jesus. God, we just thank you for new revelation of Jesus Christ today. God, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your forgiveness. We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for Jesus. Thank you that the power bill has already been paid. So, Lord, we walk away this morning... With fresh bread. We allow you to keep unfolding who you are to us. We don't stop at one fold. <laughs> we let we let the raft keep unfolding. And unfolding and unfolding. The revelation of you, Jesus. Lord, we just thank you for wonder. We love who you are, God. And I love who you are through the bride. We give you the rest of this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah.